turns the corner at the 21st down, breaks a tackle at the 25, breaks another at the 30, and he's loose! Gets the carry, and he's loose! Inside the 50, 40, to the 30, 20, 10, touchdown! Hello, hello, let's go! It's your man, Flip Mozzie. Thank you for spending 15 minutes with me today. Welcome to week four. Our Minnesota Vikings go up against the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field. A divisional rival, a 2018 playoff team. Big game. Two 2-1 two rivals at the bottom of the NFC North going at it. 3-1 or 2-2, two two, the swingle weights for these teams. Most expect a defensive battle on Sunday. So it's time for our Vikes to step up and show us. Show us what type of year it's going to be in 2019. Show us, can they win in critical games at critical moments? And that's because there are big games all over the schedule in week four. By Monday morning, we'll know who the early NFL contenders are. Count them. The Cowboys, Lions, Saints, Packers, and Eagles have big-time important contests too, just like our Vikings do. That means the game at Soldier Field carries a monumental opportunity to move up the NFC standings. Thursday night, tonight, Eagles at Packers. Oh, this is a game with some spice to it. Philadelphia injured on a short week. They've got to play yet another undefeated team at home in Green Bay. The Eagles, already 1-2, can't afford to drop to 1-3 with how good the Cowboys look in that NFC East division. Green Bay just keeps on finding their stride. Third straight victory with a slim, one-score margin they beat the Broncos on Sunday. It'll be fun to see how the refs scrape this one out for the Cheeseheads Thursday night. Cowboys Saints on Sunday night worth a look too. Dak Prescott, his offensive coordinator Kellen Moore, started a revolution in Dallas. Zeke Elliott still runs hard for him. They put up 30 points in every game, and the Saints don't shy away from shootouts. New Orleans has Teddy Bridgewater running the show now. Drew Brees out for another month. That wasn't a problem in Week 3. Saints went up to Seattle, beat down the Seahawks, holding off the comeback effort. Alvin Kamara was spectacular, 25 touches, 160 yards, and two touchdowns last week. Then, an AFC juggernaut on the road. The Kansas City Chiefs, led by the best player in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes, they go to Detroit against the Lions, who haven't lost a game either. Three surprising games by the Lions so far. First surprise tie to the Cardinals in Arizona. Then they beat the Chargers at home and traveled to Philadelphia to hold and knock off the Eagles. So the Lions have a chance at home to make a statement early on in 2019. And for the fun of it, let's just talk about that AFC matchup too. The undefeated New England Patriots. Dominant margin of victory averaging 30 points per game so far this year. Their defense hasn't even allowed a touchdown yet. Three points allowed total when their defense is on the field. 
They go up against the upstart Buffalo Bills, led by Josh Allen, the underdog doing his best to bring Buffalo back to relevance. The Bills have featured stout defense, but New England will be a true test and very difficult game for them. A fun game with Antonio Brown finally out of the picture, with the Bills Mafia in attendance for Buffalo. An upset would send waves through the AFC, and it goes with all the NFC battles. That's why Week 4 matters. That's why there's five big games, including Vikings at Bears. Gotta have it. Now, before we set up the game, the matchups, let's get to the news. The Vikings heard back on Chad Beebe's ankle injury, tore multiple ligaments in his foot, and they move him to injured reserve. That's followed quickly by Devontae Downs, the linebacker from 2018's 7th round. He's no longer a Viking, got cut on Tuesday. And the Vikings signed two former Vikings, Marcus Sherrills and Laquan Treadwell. Alright, we've got notes here. First, Chad Beebe hurt himself trying to block Vontez Perfect on a play that he was penalized on. Literal insult to injury, open field block goes wrong, negates a big play, and gets the third receiver hurt. If you watch the play, he just gets completely run over. Second, it takes two players to replace Chad Beebe. You need a new punt returner and a new receiver? Not sure that makes much sense, but here we go. Marcus Sherrills, one of the best punt returners in Vikings history. He's back in purple with the three and the five across his jersey. 1,900 punt return yards over six seasons. He's back after getting cut by the Saints due to injury. Almost reminds us of last year when the Seahawks cut Tom Johnson and gave us back a player for free. So hopefully Sherrills slots back into the role again, right away. The punt return role, maybe even the kick return role. Somebody who can be more dynamic, more sure-handed than Amir Abdullah. Maybe they should have cut Abdullah instead of Downs, but the Vikings just don't cut running backs, so I guess let's stop asking them to. Laquan Treadwell, the bust is back too. He'll be the emergency receiver while they continue to explore Ola B.C. Johnson's upside. Treadwell probably signed because they're paying him some cash, $2.5 million anyways, and at least hopefully he's familiar and can be quote unquote counted on quickly. These aren't major signings, but they carry some weight because their history is here with the Vikings. I guess it's nice to have him back, especially Cheryl's. Treadwell, well, the Vikings worked out three receivers last week, even before the BB injury. That included Jordan Matthews. Would have loved to see him in purple over Treadwell. Jordan's career fell apart after being traded from the Eagles to the Bills in 2018. There was nothing else to do in Buffalo but have babies. So both of those teams looked elsewhere, but it'd be nice to have a veteran receiver right now. A guy with 12.1 career yards per reception. He can actually give you 50 yards per game, but he's not here. It didn't happen. So we move on. 
quick injury notes here, fam. Anthony Barr missed the third game with a groin issue. Eric Wilson started in his place, put together a great day. 11 tackles, 2 for a loss, and 2 sacks for the third-year pro out of Cincinnati. On the Wednesday injury report, Anthony Barr was still limited with that groin. So we hope Barr's back. We hope Mackenzie Alexander's back too. He missed week three with that dislocated elbow injury, another limited participant in the Wednesday practice. Overall, the Vikings are getting healthy. Mike Hughes returned from his ACL tear last season almost a year ago to the date. He played 30 snaps against Oakland, no big miscues, a few signs of rust, but hopefully he grows into more of a positive presence. Pat Elfline, too, recovered from his knee, healthy enough to play the full game against the Raiders, held it down in an important spot with Dakota Dozier, the only back interior lineman dressed. And Dozier played. He came in for Josh Klein, who suffered a concussion on Sunday. Klein's status for the Week 4 game has to be monitored. He's the only Minnesota Viking who didn't practice on Wednesday. Finally, the trends and matchups on offense as the Vikings get ready for the Chicago Bears. We've got lots of good Vikings to pick from this week on offense. We've got Irv Smith, three catches on three targets for 60 yards, leading Minnesota's receiving group. We've got Kirk Cousins, who bounced back against Oakland, but the man we should be very high on, that's our right tackle, Brian O'Neill. O'Neill showing not just talent, but consistency, and benefiting from his new offensive line coach, Rick Dennison. Brian O'Neill might be the best Vikings lineman. Heck, he's one of the best tackles in the league right now. O'Neill ranks 8th in pass blocking efficiency with just 2 pressures allowed this season, 99% pass block efficiency, 0 sacks allowed. Minnesota averages 5.3 yards per carry and 50% rushing success when running behind their right tackle. At his age and his development, a difficult matchup comes Sunday. Khalil Mack, the star defensive end who Chicago traded for last year, he lines up on the left side of the Bears' defense for a majority of his snaps. Mack just crushed the Redskins with two sacks and two forced fumbles in just the first half of Monday night. His 15% pressure rate will be the best Brian has faced this year, so this isn't a winnable matchup for the Pitt alum. Still, we should be excited O'Neal gets the true test. Excited, we can even mention his name here. Things don't look so good for the other big youngster, Garrett Bradbury. The NC State Center drew some really tough matchups to start the year. That's not an excuse, it's something we talked about before the season even began. We don't discuss PFF grades on this podcast, that's for the Wednesday show. Even so, Garrett got his butt kicked against Kenny Clark in Week 2, allowing 5 total pressures, committing 2 penalties. He improved against Oakland, but still allowed 2 more pressures, and drew another penalty. But hey, at least Garrett hasn't allowed the sack. Credit the scheme. Pat Elfline struggles too, so the question is, how is Minnesota gonna block Akeem Hicks? And the answer is, 
hope Akeem Hicks doesn't play. Hicks is a monster in the middle of Chicago's defense, but he's also nursing a knee injury and didn't practice on Wednesday. Even without Akeem Hicks, this is where our Vikings lose to Chicago in the trenches. Can they win elsewhere? That's the question. So we're high on Brian O'Neill. We're low on Garrett Bradbury. Time to talk Vikings defense. The sack daddy is back. Everson Griffin starts his 2019 campaign on fire. Four pressures, three stops on Sunday. Griffin is averaging six pressures and two run stops per game. It's a pace that only fellow Viking Daniil Hunter and Bear Khalil Mack can match. The Minnesota Vikings have the best edge duo in the league right now. Both are top 10 in pressure rate. Both are top 15 in run stop percentage. Both are severely underrated. Some fans were ready to quit on Ev after his down 2018. Those who never wavered are being rewarded with fantastic play. Griffin goes up against Charles Leno, who protects Mitchell Trubisky, but he's up and down. Five pressures allowed against Green Bay, eight total, but he hasn't allowed the sack. This is the type of matchup the Vikings have been winning. This is the type of matchup they have to continue to win. Now, in the down column, we've got Ben Gideon. Well, Gideon hasn't really done anything wrong, but how? Is this guy still playing over Eric Wilson? We talked about Eric earlier. Sooner or later, you gotta reward the guy. Not just against Oakland. Remember, Wilson played 34 snaps in Lambeau. He hasn't missed a tackle all year. That's the guy we want chasing down Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery. They haven't been anything special for Chicago so far this year. Montgomery's averaging four yards per attempt. He just isn't the focal point for Chicago's offense. We've been asking for some time. What else does Eric Wilson have to do to get on the field more? We're up on Everson Griffin and Daniil Hunter and Eric Wilson. So get up for week four. It's going to be a fantastic weekend of professional football. It's going to be time for Kirk Cousins to step up in the face of a real challenge. Time for Dalvin Cook to produce against a tough defense. Time for our defense to start hot against a great play caller who knows how to script the start of the game. It's time for the identity of our Minnesota Vikings to shine through on the way to victory, hoping for the W, and I know you are too. So until next time, y'all, Skull Vikes. Thank you.